Hey, and welcome to Fact Schmacks, the podcast good enough to get you a C. Minus. My name is Matt, and I have a story to tell. And my name is Kev, I have a story to interrupt. <laughs> Second time's a charm. <laughs> well, Kev, how you doing today? Uh, I'm pretty, uh, I'm well, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm just, just dandy, thanks. So as always, we are going to start off today. You have two things that are true to tell me and one thing that is most definitely a lie. I absolutely do. I also have a little bit of business to attend to afterwards. So yeah, a little, a little announcement for for our listener. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So um, today's Friday. Uh, Sunday is Halloween. So in honor of Halloween, today's Facts Schmacks game has a bit of a theme to it. And that theme is fear. Well, I might have chosen the story based on Halloween, too. So it's going to be a little bit of a spooky episode. Well, we have our first theme show. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, I got some, uh, I got a treat for you here. A treat of trickery. So, I have some phobias. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the phobia, and I'd like you to guess what the phobia is before I tell you. Oh, Just all right. So we're kind fun. of yeah. All right. Uh, like there's there's no there's no right or wrong answer. There's, this is a different game. <laughs> well, there's no points. I just I thought it would be more fun this way. For, so, yeah, sure. So so my first one is uh, bathmophobia. Bathmophobia. Um, it's probably not actually fear of baths. It's probably just fear of. It'd be hydrophobia if it was fear of water. I think. Um, See what I mean about trickery? Yeah. Uh, is it something like being afraid of being in a submarine? No. So that's okay. your final answer. That it's was a, my final answer. It's yeah. a fear of stairs or steep slopes, which is something I happen to have as a fat guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking like bathysphere. Okay, fair enough. Like, yeah. So, so all right. Well, so my next one is yeah. glossophobia. Glossophobia. Yeah. I'm just gonna say fear of shiny surfaces. You're wrong. It's a fear. <laughs> I of... figured. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fear of public speaking, which oh, clearly we don't have. We we should be. If... <laughs> yeah. Be afraid of what people think of us. People can't see us, so it's easier. <laughs> true, true. Um, so my last one... And won't hear us. Yeah, so my last one is fistophobia. Well, clearly. It's the fear of getting fisted. <laughs> uh, fisted in the face. So it's a fear of uh, being punched. Fistophobia? Fistophobia. Well, that one you made up. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> I gotta get better at this. All right, so so you figured it out. Um, however, uh, I had another one as a joke, uh, yeah. But then I was like, you know that that actually kind of sounds legit. So I looked it up, and it was it was actually a thing. And I was oh. like, oh, who knew? It was autophobia, which I was like, yeah, okay, okay that makes sense. Fear is fear of being alone. Um, oh, all right, yeah, sure. But interestingly enough, <laughs> when I looked up fistophobia. Uh, it brought up the movie Midnight Run with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Midnight is there fisting in that movie? No, there isn't. Okay. <laughs> but there is a scene where I'm he, still stuck on fisting. Uh, apparently, yeah. 
one track mind here. Yep. Um, so in the in the movie, there was a scene on YouTube where he's 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 taking a prisoner or whatever on a plane, and the guy says, "Well, I can't go on the plane. I have fear of flying." And he starts rattling off all these phobias, and Robert De Niro's character says to him, "Well, if you keep it up, you're gonna have fistophobia." I was like, oh, ah. well, I guess that's you know, I mean it exists. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, whatever. But yeah, that's my game. I'm gonna have to get a little better at this because you, you you've guessed two to two now. So. I'm gonna pull some yeah. real trickery on the next one. I think the first, like, it was fun having to, having to answer it, um, but the, the first one I thought was better. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna critique these as we go along. <laughs> apparently, that's that's what well, kind of guy I am. That's basically what I do to your stories for the whole episode. So <laughs> true um, enough. <laughs> the other thing is a little order of business for our listener. Uh, if you point wanna, of order, if you want to listen to all of our episodes, we have a website. The old website fact schmacked, not plural, dot XYZ, which was purchased for a stunning 87 cents. You don't have to tell them that. <laughs> We've spared no expense for your listening pleasure. We've spared no expense. <laughs> we got the XYZ domain for 87 yeah. cents. And that's what I got. So you have a story for me. Yes, I do, my friend. Kevin, Matt? I want to take I want to take you back. I want to take you all the way back to spring of 1846. Oh. Yes. We are in the colonies. Well, I think at this we're in America at this point. Um we're in like, you know, at the, at this point America goes to like Missouri and like Illinois, um, and then there's like you know wilderness. It's about forty years after Lewis and Clark made their way to the to the western coast. So just okay. to you know kind of paint a picture of where we are in terms of um, you know displacing um, indigenous people and and taking over their their land. Um, America is involved in the longest and possibly greatest game of Oregon Trail ever played did you play that game when you fantastic game yeah absolutely yeah so that was their that's what they're doing um like the the revenant the movie the revenant we're in kind of that time period where people are just kind of trapping and exploring and settling and yeah this is more there's like there's more of an organized um push to get people out to california to settle it there at this point that's like Lewis, and that's probably the the period between then and now. Although okay. I don't know when the Revenant is supposed to take place, so I'm purely talking straight from my anus at this point. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So that established. Um, it's a 2,200 mile journey that people would walk from uh, Missouri to California. I, I wouldn't even walk you 500 would... meters to the store. Right. God, yeah. I, I'd have just. I would have just died. You'd be walking for like six months. Think how skinny you'd be. <laughs> there was no beaties back in the day. Well, I think I just, you know, this. Listen, I don't want to spoil it, but this story's not going to go well. No, I don't imagine um, it will. So, yeah, I think these these pe- in particular people will wind up pretty skinny. Uh, oh, I think I know what we're talking about. I got so, a feeling. You got a feeling. I got a feeling. Uh, so one, 
one group of people in particular. Can I, can I guess? Uh, can I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Is this the story of the Donner Party? It is the yes. story of the Donner Party. All right. Well, in the critique, so, it's been done, but let's hear it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's George and Jacob Donner, and they're formed, uh, joined by their buddy James Reed uh, and, and all of their families and employees. Um, 87 folks in all are part of this Donner party. They're a little late to get started, but they are making fantastic time going like 20 miles per day wow. uh, during the easy part of the trip, which is, you know, that's a clip. Yeah, especially if you're walking. Didn't they, did they have wagons and horses and stuff, though? Oh, yeah, they had like, you know, I, I think maybe the picture in your head is like a bunch of people in wagons, but they've got like buffalo with them. They've got cows. They've got, it's a bunch of wagons and a bunch of livestock and like 100 people, you know, horses it's a big party. So they they it's weren't the daughter party. Yeah, they weren't. Uh, they were. You wanted um, a party. You asked for a party. We delivered. <laughs> yeah. So well, you in particular asked for a party last time. <laughs> yeah, we have a theme here going on. It's the molasses party. Now we have the daughter party. Um, it was not the molasses party. So just for clarity, these people aren't walking with their own two feet. They're they're riding animals and wagons. Do you think anybody rode like a cow or an ox? Or no, a some of them are walking. Wow. The whole thing is going at walking speed. God damn. Some of them are walking. They don't have, you know, it's not everybody on horses. Like there's actually uh, partway through this, there's one old guy that just gets some... <laughs> the, the biggest jerk in this story kicks him off his wagon and just says, walk. And the 70-year-old oh. guy just dies. Man, that's cruel. Yeah. Life was kind of cheap back in the day, you know? Yeah, it kind of was. It, it, it was very yeah. expendable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the whole idea in this trip is that you need to clear um, the, you need to get through the Oregon Trail, you need to get onto the California Trail, and you need to clear the, the Sierra Nevada mountains right. before it starts snowing. Because once it starts snowing, oh, you are stuck on the, you're on the other side of those mountains. You're yeah. bingo. You're not getting through. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to go well for you if you do not make it. So they get to this place called Fort Bridger. And here's where we have to take a little historical deviation, you see, because... I think that's what we do the, on this show. Well, yeah. It, it, it really is, you know, the Wild West in terms of, uh, you know, getting people out there. It's, it's before that. It's the precursor to the Wild West. It's the even wilder West. Okay. The, trying to get the people... Wildest West? Would you say? I didn't start this podcast with you to get into <laughs> ranking Wests, okay? <laughs> All right, we'll get on, get on with the West of the story. Oh! I hate you so much. <laughs> There's this lawyer from Ohio. Ooh. He had written this book. Uh, where he proposed this thing. His name is Langford Hastings. It's a very uh, lawyerly name. Very lawyer, like Langford Hastings Esquire. Yeah. Uh, barrister at law. Uh, oh, shit, I can't think of anything else to add to the end of this. <laughs> oh, so I just made a bunch of noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, I think that's what our listeners expect. Absolutely. But um, listener. what happened? Listener, yeah. You have to... Um, 
you've, you have to go around the Great Salt Lake. And, and so what would happen normally in the Oregon Trail is you'd go north around it. Now, right. to be fair, you are starting kind of at the southern base of it. You go north around it and cut pretty far north and then and then continue on. So this Hastings guy said, well, if you go south around um, the, uh, the 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 um, lake. <laughs> Thank you. I, I did we say I was a little hungover. Uh, <laughs> so like, if you go, I thought we were going to arrive at that point, hopefully before the daughter party got to their destination. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you go if you go south around the lake, you'll cut off 300 miles of this trip. Three, you meet up with the California I mean, Trail that's, later. You're talking like, what, a couple months worth of journey there, be like, wouldn't you? Yeah, it'd be like a month of your journey. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. it's also like, I don't know, 15% of the of the trip it's kind of unbelievable that you know that much would you'd, you'd be able to save that much by right yeah and i mean i would i would think that if this was uh sorry so about uh, no math not doing math right now sorry continue you'd think if this was plausible it would just be the way right well why isn't everyone else doing it right yeah yeah but so these this party starts off and they decide uh, at this Fort Bridger that they're going to take the Hastings cutoff. They're warned by, you know, really experienced people to not do it, that it's unsuitable for um, for having wagons on. There's no, you know, there's not like enough roads or, or paths or anything. Like, everyone is going the other way. It's a well-established cutout trail at this point. It's very easy to go down. Um, but they are allured by this idea that they're going to shave off so much time. Um, so they do it, man. And pretty much immediately, it's not a good idea. Uh, they go from making, you know, progress of about 20 miles uh, a day. Uh, in the next 16 days, they make it 32 miles. Oof. They have to, like, fix and widen the paths to get through. They're, like, literally making roads for themselves as they cut through this wilderness that... You know, it's it's also just not as uh, as accessible. Like they're they're going through like mountain passes, and you know, there's stories of the wagons having to like lock their wheels uh, so that they they don't slide down these these mountains as they're trying to get down them. You see, Matt, this is this is kind of uh, where I think ambition is dangerous because if I had got if I was like you know on this party and stuff and. And it's like, oh, we're we're gonna make this 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 road. I'd be like, no, fuck that. That road's already made. I can just get yeah. on this road. And I don't know how. Like, I don't know why after like two days of going down this really shitty path, yeah, they were just like, you know what? Cut cut our losses. Let's yeah. just turn around. A terrible idea. But but they didn't, and that speaks to the stubbornness of man. I feel. Yeah, dangerous ambition. And yeah, stubborn. Yeah, it's not good. Stubborn just very stubborn um so they do make it through the the wasatch mountains i'm probably saying that wrong um then they have to cross the salt lake desert while they're crossing the salt lake desert uh, all their cows and bison run away and for some reason it takes them a week to find these animals in a desert I'm sure there's other stuff going on. Was there dunes? I don't know. But 
they lose a week to looking for bison. That's just part of the story. Wow. I didn't make it up. That's uh, shitty. They went looking for cows. They, they, they're having so, a bit of a shitty run here. They are. Um, they finally rejoined the uh, California Trail. Um, do you think, like, you know, you can... I, I can imagine you you know that they they're late, right? They've it's taken them longer than it would have if they had just gone around. But do you think it saved them any distance? No, actually, I don't. Uh, definitely not distance. Definitely not effort. Uh, not distance. Not effort. Not time. They actually wound up traveling 125 miles further oh. than they would have if they had. Gone north what around a, the what a kick in the Salt Lake. <laughs> oh, for sure. And now they are the last of this because, you know, when I say there's there's this or kind of organized effort to get wagons out out west, there's like a convoy of wagons going like all summer. There's hundreds of of the groups like this going west. So now they are the last in this convoy. So if they run into trouble. Nobody is coming up behind them. They're kind of boned if that happens. Fisted, even. Sometimes foreshadowing <laughs> is relatively obvious. So, um, they, uh, in this kind of step of the journey, there's this guy, James Reed. He's one of the original, you know, he, he, he's one of the original families. He gets into a fight with another guy and stabs him. Uh, is just this like the a guy little... who made the old man walk? Uh, no. Oh, okay. So I was no, say there's a lot of good dude. No, there's a lot of jerks in this story. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he stabs a guy. They're having a fight. He stabs him, and then the the group has to kind of figure out what to do because the law doesn't apply. Uh, they're not in the United States at this point. They're like they're the continent, but they're not in the United States. So there's no law there. It's like the whole so like, it's international to... waters kind of thing. Yeah, so it's up to the to the caravan to figure out what they're going to do. So, you know, so some people, he's kind of well-liked. Some people, oh, we should hang him. No, we should stab him. No, we should just cut him loose. So that's what they, they, they kicked him out. They just cut him loose. Uh, apparently, you know, unarmed and without food, but apparently one of his daughters snuck out and snuck him a rifle and some food. So. Well, that's a decent number. I yeah. Would, I would hope my daughter would do the same for me. Yes, he, so he's out on his own. He actually, uh, he makes it to, to civilization. Um, he, he winds up being one of the people that, that comes back and tries to rescue these people, not to put too much, uh, not to spoil the story, this is going too much, but, you know, if they made it, it wouldn't be such an interesting story. Yeah, we wouldn't know about it. It would just be one right. of the many caravans. Yes, indeed. Uh, Octo- um, and in this period, they pick up uh, two guides uh, from the Miwok tribe, which, again, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of. Um, these guys' names, I think, were Luis and Salvador. Okay. Um, so already it's pretty, you know, pretty... But I think it's Mexican territory at that point, so it's pretty... Uh, 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 Latinized, I think, would be the term. Okay. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't try and throw out terms. Um October 31st, 1846, they arrived at Truckee Lake. Truckee Lake is going to be called Donner Lake in the future, so buckle up. Uh, storms that night. 
Like not a not a rainstorm, like a big old snowstorm. Oh god! In fact, it storms that night, and then it storms for the next eight days. They are stuck, just on the other side of the Sierra Nevadas. God, that would have been. They're act. Could you imagine being stuck outside for eight days in a blizzard? I, I don't even want to well, walk to my car in a blizzard. So you're stuck outside for eight days in a blizzard, but you know this is just the start of being stuck outside for the entire winter. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Because they're yeah, they're not. Once they re- they so they get stuck, they realize they're pretty much boned. Um, they spend about a month and a half just trying to survive with what they have, but they've lost you know in their their trip through the the wrong you know way. They lost so much of their supplies. They lost so much of their animals. Um, so they're just already in really, really dire straits. Um, they're only 100 miles from where they were going, by the oh, way, at this point. That's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, so December 16th, uh, 15 people decide that, you know, we're, we're fit, we're young, we're going to fashion some some snowshoes uh, out of whatever we can, and we're going to try and make this 100-mile trek to get to somewhere where we can get supplies and maybe bring them back because otherwise we're all just going to starve out here. We're, we're goners. Yeah. I mean, for um, sorry, for perspective, 100 miles is like basically the distance between you and I, uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, maybe a fair bit more, like a third more of the distance between you and I right now. I would like to think yeah. that if I was starving and, and dying, I would I would be able to make that walk. You would think. Yeah. I mean, it's through, it's through a mountain range, though. True. So you're, you're kind of, you're adding a lot in vertical and mm-hmm. fair enough. They're basically doing what those people did in the, in the movie Alive at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is eating this... people. <laughs> We're getting there. I'm sorry. I'm so impatient. Don't, don't you get ahead of me, sir. Don't do it. So yes, um, this group of people, by the way, that that roll out, they began. They came to be known as the Forlorn Hope Party, Oof. and arguably they're the ones who like do the best. Well, yeah, it doesn't go well for anyone. Anyways. By the way, the two guides um, are going to go with them. The two uh, Miwok um, uh, uh, indigenous people are going to go uh, with them. It's led by this guy, Charles Stanton. Like two days into this trip, he goes snow blind. And they just leave him sitting on a tree stump. Uh, and uh, w- when they come back, they find his bones. That's not a good and, way to go. No. I kind of get it, though. Like, at that point, it's pre- they're in a pretty serious situation. They can't can't really deal with the guy who has suddenly gone blind no and there's probably no like uh no sunglasses back in the day probably not in that day i don't know no that's a great question this is like stained glass i don't know if anyone had ever thought and thought of staining something cool and then putting it on your face yeah make some nice aviators back in the day yeah there is that picture from like the 20s of that guy with the weird welding sunglasses that everyone thinks is from uh you know he's from the future because he looks like a hipster but you know really they just had weird welding welding sunglasses back in the day oh yeah oh i think i've seen that 
People yeah. were like, how could this guy get back in the 20s? No, you, you just, you know, they had stuff like that back then, too. Hmm. Hmm. Um, anyways, meanwhile, one of the guys who's, uh, who's going is not doing well. His name is Frank Graves. Oh, that's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> that is an ominous name. Um, he is He's about to kick the bucket, and he knows it. He's got his two daughters here with him, and they're all starving, and he tells his daughters, when he dies, I want you to... I want you to eat me. Oh, God. And on December 26th, 10 days after they left, he died. Happy and Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> so they ate their dad, which was probably traumatic, oh, I have to imagine. Man, I could, I, yeah. I would never want to eat my dad. That's a horrible, yeah, not long, horrible thought. Yeah. Not long after that, there was... So this... I have a hard time getting wrapping my head around this story, but there's this guy named named Antonio, I think. I've heard it Antoine, but I've also seen Antonio. But he kind of passes out and his Let's hand falls Tony. in the f- Sure, Tony, yeah. Okay. Tony for short. Um so Tony falls asleep and his hand falls in the fire and it kind of starts to burn a little bit. And like maybe he doesn't notice because his hands are all frostbitten or something. That happens to somebody else with their feet. But anyways, they they ah, get they get his hand out of the fire. Silly Tony. Like, hey, man, that smells not bad. Well, yeah, that's kind of... It falls in again, and nobody oh, no. did anything about it. And, no. And then the eight Tony. So, oh, we're down Tony. two people. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's, and this is just in the, this group of uh, 15 people who have who've left. Um, we're actually down three people, because they, they left the, uh, the guy behind. Um, then a... Uh, one other member gets uh, hypothermia. He uh, he actually does the the paradoxical undressing thing. He stripped off all his clothes and ran into the into the woods. And then they went and got him and ate him too. And a twelve year old boy died, and they ate him too. Jesus. And I hate to break it to you, but he is not the last child that is going to be eaten in this story. Ugh. It is grisly. Luis and Salvador, the two guides for, um, from the Miwok uh, uh, tribe there, they refuse to take part in this, and they actually just bugger off. Um, and they're hunted down and shot and eaten. Oh, man, it's like that. Uh, it's like those Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. You know, where <laughs> like they, Hard like, Target? Yeah. <laughs> so they got hard targeted. That's awful. Kind of. Now, I'm. I, that's a really, you know, truncated version, supposedly. Like, this is like... They supposedly they just ran across them, you know. the 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 guy who killed him story is that he ran across them days later, and they were just about, you know, those two guys are just about dead from starvation, and his people are just about dead from starvation. So he killed them to, to survive. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not buying it. No, I mean, I, I mean, let's 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 be honest, and and this is maybe culturally sensitive that we might have to edit out later, but. Uh, white folk don't have a very good track record of no, being I decent yeah. to indigenous people, especially back then. No. Like, uh, just bastards. Yeah, I mean, they were literally in the process of driving them off their land. and. Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's... I was actually, when I was researching this, I was thinking about this. Like, this is, you know, the old um, adage that, you know, history is, is written by the victors. Like, this is what we wrote. How scary is that? How yeah. bad was it that this is our version? The sanitized we version. S- 
we still look awful. Yeah, no, we absolutely do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a conversation we're probably not really culturally uh, equipped. Like no, the and, us, and the mean. tone of this show is just pure tomfoolery. No. So we'll, yeah, we'll leave so. that subject to other people, but... Uh, I mean, but we definitely uh, feel very strongly that yeah, yes, yeah. we'll, very... we'll make that our PSA for today. That uh, yeah, we sucked. Yeah, look into truth and reconciliation. <laughs> yeah, pretty, um, pretty shitty, uh, pretty shitty deal we gave. Yeah. So anyhow, seven people out of this fifteen make it to. They actually okay. So here's here's something really sad. They actually run into a um, a uh, um, a Miwok tribe i'm sure they don't tell them the whole story of how they got there no no but no they, no yeah but they they get help from them which is maybe an extra little layer of of skeevy there so like this these me this miwok tribe i mean they're in the sierra nevada mountains it's winter and and they're getting by like most of these i think no they were on the other side i think they just helped them get the the last little bit oh, okay. to like right yeah. so they weren't in the to, the heat of it like i guess I don't know the wrong word, but uh, they weren't in the thick no, of I, it. No, because I was going to say most I of these didn't. people would have been like hunter trappers, just as uh, a way of life back then. You'd have to get your own food all the time. You'd think that they would have some kind of resource to sustain themselves. Oh, they did. Yeah, the, the Miwoks did for sure. When they got there, they gave them. Um, I, I uh, you know, I read the stuff they gave them. It was like pine nuts, and but they had. You know, they, they knew how to sustain themselves on that kind of land, and these people didn't, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they they get there, and they, you know, immediately start trying to organize people to go back and, and you know, get the other, the rest of the people who are, who are there. There's like 30-some-odd people there at this point. Um, so, meanwhile, at the camp, uh, February 19th, the first group of rescuers show up at this, you know, camp where the, the majority of people are. Uh, they start calling out people's names and people just start appearing from like holes in the snow. Super oh. gaunt. Yeah, I bet um, they'd be like ghostly. Oh, yeah. Ghoulish. What? Yeah. One woman came out and said, are you men from California? Or do you come from heaven? Jesus. There was 13 people had died in the, you know, in the interim at that point. Between when the, um, the search, the rescue party left and when the, or when the uh, party left to get yeah. help. And, okay. Yeah. I don't believe at that point the people in the main camp had resorted to cannibalism yet. Really? However... Yeah. Oh. So this first group of, of rescuers, because they get there February 19th. It's only like, a, you know, it's two months after the other people left. Um, so they were able to last that long. And you got to think maybe part of the reason in sending 15 people out is like, well, if we all stay here and all eat this stuff, we're all going to die sooner. You know, 15 people leave. That helps us spread yeah. our resources. If five make better. it, then, you know, if one person yeah. makes it, then you're all rescued. Yeah. Yeah, so this group of, uh, of so 13 people have passed away, though, probably exposure, you know, starvation, gangrene, things like that. You cut yourself in the hand, and it's probably it because it's 1846. Yeah, I mean, it would um, be it anyhow, regardless of being stuck in the mountains. Yeah, so 
the this group of rescuers is able to take 21 people, but there's still a ton of people left. How many um, people are left? He said like 30-something, wasn't it? So movie? here's where I get a little fuzzy on... Because I, I was trying to follow along with how many people were left and how many people... And I... It always seemed like there was more people left, like kept, that were kept being left. So it was uh, like then C, we're taking a C minus math. Yeah, okay. I could not quite figure it out. I was trying to keep a running tally, and I actually went in my notes and erased all of that because it didn't make sense. I the, the number I wind up with is like negative seven people left in the camp. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, clearly I've done something wrong. Uh, again, fact schmacks. We're we're getting you a C. <laughs> We're going to get you a C very minus. broad <laughs> overview of what happened here. We are not getting into the specifics. So much later, about a month later, there's a second party that gets there. Uh, in that amount of time, three people have died and they've been eaten at this point. Their, their stores had gone uh, way too far. Supposedly, the guy who, um, who got... Remember the guy who got kicked out for stabbing? Yeah. Stabbing a guy? Stabbing yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure if it was him or if it's someone else, but someone's kid got eaten. Oh. Yeah. Remember I said there was a guy who uh who kicked uh who kicked a uh kicked an old dude off his, his wagon? Yeah. His name was Lewis Keysburg, the guy who did the guy who did the kicking. And he definitely ate someone's kid. Oh. Yeah, Lewis, and he had to tell that guy that he ate his kid. How do you do that? It's got to be odd. You put it in a card. I don't know. Like a sympathy card. I don't know how you'd start that conversation. Yeah, like you know. (laughs) Hey, uh, hey, Dave, listen. You know, things got rough. Had to eat little. Let me tell you. You had a good. You had a good kid there. (laughs) He was delicious. (laughs) that that's maybe a little too far <laughs> jesus what a what a like you know you're just at the, the the edge of human experience like that fortunately is something that nobody really has to yeah experience i mean there's been you know the, the whole alive thing like that movie you mentioned um I'm trying to, what, what's, what was the other I mean, big cannibal thing aside from like serial killers which is whole other story but there's like one other one where people got stuck right i don't know little donner i mean it's it's happened a bunch of times in history yeah terrible yeah um so (laughs) i guess maybe not surprisingly but maybe not smartly this uh lewis keesberg fellow gets left behind uh after the second rescue effort there's 17 more people go out with the second uh, group I think there's five people left at this point but I, I've seen conflicting things about a third or fourth group there might be a third group that went out and took out five more people and then there was five people however that turns out it winds up at the end that there are five people left and this guy's one of them and the last rescue slash salvage operation at this point just try and get people's property um, is is going through there, and they find just this Lewis Keysburg fella, supposedly surrounded by bodies. Like he's 
he's taken the brains out of people's oh. skulls. Supposedly, there was animal meat there that he just hadn't eaten because he had said the humans tasted better. What? Yeah. So he got, a, he got like, a taste for it. <laughs> he did. <clears throat> Man, they can't, Allegedly. can't bring that guy back to society. Well, they did. What? Yeah, so <laughs> there's no law there. Yeah, but I mean, just... So th- the uh, guy whose kid he ate said he was going to kill him and, and apparently was going to, but was talked out of it. Um, well, you know, things happen out on the... <laughs> I don't think you could talk me out of it. Like, that's... And, and I mean, to, to make the choice? If, if it's your only choice, I mean, uh, who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not in that situation. I, I can't judge people. Well, but, and there were rumors that he had murdered these well, people yeah. rather than... Yeah, yeah. right? Uh, because I was so, going to ask you, did anybody like get a taste for it where they're like, yeah, you know, wasn't that bad? One um, little apple sauce. Well, him, apparently. Wow. He was apparently the one who did. There was, you know, there was um, one of the people who was there never, ever publicly spoke or acknowledged having been there. I mean, I don't know how you'd ever be able to reconcile. Oh, you wouldn't want to. Yeah, that would be, yeah. Like, no, 48 no, no, of 87 me. people survived, which I actually find pretty surprising. How many, sorry? Um, 48. 48 out of 87. Out of 87. But, I mean, that's still 39 people who died. Yeah, how many were um, eaten? Total, if you had to guess. Like 10, I, 20? I think about 10. Oh, I think man. about 10 people were eaten. Maybe 12. Damn. It's a lot of people to be eaten. Yeah, I mean... You can't be eating that many people. No. 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 It's an entirely inappropriate amount of people to eat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, they were all, like, most of those families are destroyed in one way or another. You know, let's say, you know, let's say mom and son make it out, but they have to live with the, you know, the memory of eating daughter and dad. That's like... That's kind of a good scenario. The kids were orphaned. Um, there was one or two families that actually did make it out reasonably unscathed, but uh, the rest of them are just pretty much destroyed. Wow. Um, Keysburg sues for defamation. Keysburg so, is the... He's the guy who ate the... the, the he's kid, the last... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's he um, sue? He sued um, one of the guys who rescued him because that guy just gave a grisly account of, of what they allegedly found there. Um, uh, I bet he wishes so, he left him behind. Probably. I rescue um, you from this nightmare and you sue me? Sues him and he wins. Oh. He's awarded $1, but he has to pay court costs, which is basically the judge's way of saying, technically you're right, but you're an asshole. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, what happens after this? Well, the gold rush starts. So rather than this horrible experience of these people eating each other, which became very, very, very well known, um, rather than that deterring people, uh, that actually had, didn't really do that at all. I, th- I think it probably stopped people from taking the Hastings cut off. I doubt too many people decided to take the longer, more dangerous way after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Truckee Lake, uh, where they, <laughs> where that happened, uh, became Donner Lake. Huh. Probably. Yeah. 
50-50 shot if a place is named after you it's not for something good no so like they're they're on a lake so they had water they they could they kind of fished was, no they tried they could not really i don't know if that was lack of expertise or i don't know maybe it just wasn't a good it wasn't a wasn't stocked i don't know huh wasn't that fascinating yeah, so that's the Donner Party. A little grisly Halloween story for you. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I've learned I've learned a fair bit I didn't know about the Donner Party. Uh, it's a pretty dark, dark tale today. It is a pretty dark tale. So uh, I guess I'll wrap things up with Kev's closing fact. Oh, to add a little a little brevity to the end of our show. Absolutely. Brevity? Brevity, brevity, whatever. I think you Listen. mean levity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, levity. Brevity means short, which... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. All right, so to add some levity with brevity, we'll wrap this up here. Um, so, Matt... Assuming that you're typing in the proper, you know, hands-on-home kind of two-handed typing. You know, you got, yeah. you got your your index on F and J. Listen, motherfucker, I learned <laughs> Almina. I type proper. All right, so... Yeah. Quiet, Aunt Zelda. There you go. So, uh, typing properly. Yeah. The longest word you can type with only your left hand is stewardess. The, okay. the longest word you can write, type, sorry, with your right hand is lollipop. Anecdotally, I've written both those words into a search bar using only my left hand. And that's our show. And good night. <laughs> <laughs> You're a maniac. <laughs> <laughs>